Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 7th. It is six minutes after 11. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we're glad you're listening this morning or watching if you're doing that on YouTube. If you haven't done that, all you have to do is type in Kendall and Casey WIBC into the YouTube search bar. So you've got some a, a question, some news. What What is going on? You left the studio and you came back all house of fire. Well, okay. So there's many news items we need to get to, and we will get to them. But I was interrupted on my quest to get back to the studio mm-hmm. with something that could either be the most brilliant thing I've ever heard a man propose or it could be the most ridiculous thing that is totally going to blow up in this person's face and they will never recover from this ever again. Okay. And before they are about to embark on this endeavor, I said, I must ask Mm -hmm. Casey Mm -hmm. and Kevin to weigh in on this because this could be a life-altering decision this person is about to make. Okay. So as you know, I have I am not just a mentor to Kevin, I am a mentor to many of the younger people that work in and around mm-hmm. the WIBC area. Mm-hmm. And so as I will do with Kevin every day, I will stroll in and say, Kevin, what's going on? What's happening? Fill mm-hmm. me in on your you know day, your events. I'll offer you some, you know, advice. Sure. Um I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, Casey, and I feel like I can use those mistakes. <laughs> they can to, learn from them. They can learn from those mistakes. Yeah. So one of the younger up-and-comers around here that I've taken under my wing that is a big fan. And I'm, we're not saying who it is, No, right? I'm not going to say who it is. But, because, but he's a very smart oh, guy. Oh, he's this guy's great. Purdue I, I grad. really like this guy. And so I said, you know, so-and-so, what's going on? How are things going? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I'm going on a date tomorrow night. And Ooh. so I said, oh, okay, tell, tell me more about what's <laughs> going on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't notice people's appearances. So when he pulled out a cellular telephone and he showed me this person's uh-huh. appearance, you know, I did not notice that, although I do think that this person, I will say this, and it is hard for me not noticing people's appearances, this person has his work cut out for him. So this person may really need to, you know, up their game. So I said, what what do you have planned that would possibly make this person interested in you? And I know that might sound harsh the way that that just came out, but Mm -hmm. I said, look, I have been in radio my entire life. I know what you are up against. You are not traditionally the sort of person that someone... Is she more than is she more than two above? We may have a violation of the theory of two going on here. So I asked the question. I said, "What what do you have planned for this event?" And he said, "I'm going to take her shopping." Oh. And he said, "What do you mean you're going to take her shopping?" Yeah. And he said, "I'm going to buy her stuff at this shopping outlet." Did he say what shopping outlet? Yes, he did, but I'm not going to name that because I don't want people filtering over there okay. and interfering in this date. Okay. You know how our audience gets obsessed with various personalities <laughs> around here. Stalk him. And okay. I said, w- you mean like you're going to go shopping and uh-huh. you're going to just feign fake interest and pretend like you want to be there? He's like, no, I'm going to buy her stuff. Yeah. And I said, how much stuff are you going to buy her? And he said, well, I'm going to put a $100 limit on it. And I said, on a first date? He said, yes. Yeah. And so then I I initially was trying to talk him out of this because mm-hmm. I said, I said, are you just shopping or are you going to dinner as well? He said, well, I'm going to dinner as well. And I said, well, wait a second. Based on the place you're going to dinner, yeah. you could easily be $200 into this first mm-hmm. date and you have no idea how this is going to end. Right. And he's th- making a commitment. This is a huge commitment. Yeah. And then the more I thought about it, I thought this my initial reaction was this is the most ridiculous thing that has ever happened. And as this person's 
celebrity big brother slash mentor. I have to talk him out of this. But then the more I thought about it, what if he pulls it off? No, don't talk him out of that. It's $200, Casey. These people here make like nine cents an hour. Ask Kevin. Well, did we just talk yesterday that the average date now is $98? Right, so... but this person does not strike me as someone who has that sort of money to be but throwing around. he really around. likes her. And wow, he doesn't that's, know. That's a good idea. But Casey, he doesn't know whether he really likes her. He may really like the appearance of this person. Yeah. He has no idea if he really actually likes this person or not. But boy, he's going to impress her. And once you're in, yeah. you can't get out of that. Yeah. Well, he can always cut dinner short. But it, uh, it's not about the event. It's about the money. Do you think it's too no, much of a... No, it's about the event. Do you think it's too much of a transaction kind of uh, uh, yeah, situation? Yes, because here here there, there I have several issues with this. Number one, this is way <laughs> too much to be spending on a first date. Is you know, it's not, if, like, like if your dad owns a, you know, is a CEO of a corporation mm-hmm. and you got that sort of money to fall into or back on and it's not your money. Well, then what do you care? I say, go for it. It's a great idea. This person is not that. So I feel like, and I don't know for sure, but in terms of the monetary amount he has for his dating pool, mm-hmm. this is a sizable investment. This is like the New York Yankees today went in $396 million on Aaron Judge. If Aaron Judge becomes a mediocre player three years into that deal, you are stuck, yeah, right? They are you financially are, committed. This is the Aaron Judge mm-hmm. of dating gambles. Okay, well, the thing you don't know is how long has he vetted her? I mean, have they been talking? Are they texting? Yeah, that's a good question. Have they been going back and forth but for a while? It doesn't matter. They've never dated before, Casey. This is the first date. There's well, He's going to know really quickly, right? No, you have no you have no idea how this is going to end. But the, that's beside the point. You have no idea how this is going to end, which I guess is not beside the point, but it is not the thing I am most worried about. How do you top it the next time? Mm. Well, maybe it's her turn. It's not like I'm going to buy you a pair of cargo shorts from Old Navy. Yeah, will she expect him to exactly. buy things for her all the time? Exactly. And what if she is now just with you for a second or a third or a fourth date for the because money? I got so much stuff the first date and he thinks you have money, which if she puts two seconds into it, she'll realize this person works in radio and so he doesn't, but I don't mm. know if people do that. And well, so I have all these things going on in my head right now. Well, he's going to make quite an impression. Yes. I mean, that sounds like a fantastic date. Sure. I want to go on a date with him. You know who also made quite a first he, impression? If, if he's the doing F- that. The FTX guy. He made quite a first impression. <laughs> Look at where he is now. He's in the Bahamas <laughs> in a condo. This, I am all over the map on this. I I love the idea. I love it. I think it's fun. But you He's going to make an impression but, on her? But I have an emotional attachment to this person because he looks up to me mm-hmm. and depends upon me to give him sage advice. Kevin, you know this person. He is younger than you. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, personally, I wouldn't do it just for the reasons you mentioned. Yeah, so uh, I'm not out of the I'm not out of the game. I on want this. it to mainly be about getting to know the person, not exactly. I mean, because like that's that's the thing; it's too transactional. Exactly. If you're going to get dinner, obviously, you know, you're probably going to buy the the dinner, pay for the dinner on the right. first date. When you say transactional, also, it sounds icky. I mean, I don't because mean I, well. I don't mean it that like way. that necessarily. I know. But, you know, but like you are like. The basis of it is you're buying this person things. And and here's the other thing about this. When you say it sounds icky and it's transactional. Well, when he says it's transactional. He's the one to blame on this. I'm not blaming her because he has set up the parameters of this. I don't think she asked for this. I think this was his, and now that I hear Kevin say it out loud, I'm going to harebrained idea Mm -hmm. that he was going to come up with this thing. Mm -hmm. And he has made it transactional. So maybe yeah, it is. Yeah. So maybe you could offer this advice to yes. him. Yes. He can still do the shopping, but maybe go to like Goodwill. <laughs>
and make it fun. Uh, again, I don't notice people's appearances, mm-hmm. so I, I'm just spitballing on this one. I don't think this person is going to have a good time at the Goodwill. I don't know. A lot of people are doing that. They kind of close their eyes and they have to stop when the person says stop and whatever their hands on, they have to wear that outfit on the date. Are you it's kind of like, like thrift shopping? Yeah, self-deprecating, having fun shopping rather than... Uh, wait, wait, you're, wait, say what? Wait, what are your, what? What's going on? Okay, so this is what people are doing. They go to the thrift store and, you know, they have their eyes shut and their date says, okay, stop. And whatever their hand is on, they have to put on that outfit and wear it on the date. This Just to kind of like, make it fun. Is this something from a Hallmark movie? <laughs> But here's the thing, Rob. You can give him all the advice that you want to. You can try to direct him. He's going to do what he wants to do, which you should you should like because he's a man with his own convictions and his own mind, right? But you, as his mentor, need to be there to help pick up the pieces. No, no, if no, it goes no, horribly no, wrong. no, no, no. See, here's the thing, and Kevin and I have talked about this. I offer the advice, uh-huh. and if you choose not to take the advice, yeah. like if I offer you the advice and my advice is bad and it fails, and I will totally be there to well, say. Did you tell him that though? No, I said I was going to come in here and talk to you guys. Okay. Because I'm all over the map and where this is the most, because I think he might. I love it. I like the idea. It's creative. Yeah, but here's the problem. He could do it cheaper though. Even if he pulls it off and this may actually work on a first date, mm-hmm. I am thinking three dates down the line mm-hmm. because there's no way given his financial restrictions to top what he's about to do. Mm-hmm. I am somewhat confident she will be impressed with this first date and this will get him a second date. I am yeah. almost 100% confident that this person will get a second date based on this. So by that by that standard, it is a success. But it's also, again, I compare it to like what the Yankees just did with Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have retained a phenomenal player. By that is a success. You then cannot, given a salary cap limitation, surround that player with other quality players, which means you just have a quality player on a crappy team, and what good does that do anyone? Okay, well, yeah. yesterday, Kevin, and we because we talked about this because of that article that came out that said being frugal is now a turn-on, and Kevin said that he's still expected to pay for the first couple of dates. When maybe our guy here needs to be honest and be like, okay, uh, I spent X amount of money and let's go on a second date, but it's on you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I don't know. I think it leaves room for yeah. the, the woman to try to manipulate yeah. and take advantage of that situation. Here's what and he I think if he brought it up on that third date that we should go Dutch or whatever, yeah. it's like... Yeah, no, there's no getting out of this case. This yeah. is the problem. Once you are in as the payer, <laughs> you are forever the payer. Mm-hmm. And the paying doesn't get to be less than it is in the <laughs> just, beginning. It just grows over right. time Yeah, as the relationship blossoms. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this because I'm very concerned for well, this person. Well, I'm, I'm excited for him and I want to know how it turns out. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. 20 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Some trending stories. Time Magazine has named their person of the year and they have chosen Vladimir Zelensky. Another trending story is uh, police being called to Ted Cruz's house. It was a family member. That's what it's. Uh, that's what they're saying. The Houston Police Department said it received reports uh, that there was a 14-year-old with self-inflicted stab wounds in their arms, and uh, a release was sent out from Cruz, Cruz's representatives that said this is a family matter, and thankfully their daughter is okay. And finally trending, McDonald's serving 50-cent 
double cheeseburgers for the next two days. Wait, what? Yeah. I thought that would get your attention. <laughs> well, I know where at Robin Kendall's having lunch today. <laughs> McDonald's for your 50 cent <laughs> double cheeseburger. Is that all McDonald's? I or is it a thing so. where I'm going to get to the Brownsburg McDonald's there on Main Street and they're going to say, yeah, we're not participating yeah, in that? Yeah, th- that, that could be. It could be uh, one of those situations. Well, they do these deals all December long where they do BOGO uh, chicken sandwiches yeah. and free McNuggets. And uh-huh. apparently for the next two days, it's 50 cent double cheeseburgers. Yeah, you know, I remember a more simpler time, Casey, where you used to be able to get a McDouble plane, mm-hmm. a medium fry, and a soda for three bucks. Mm-hmm. And I can't even fathom. It's been a while since I've been at McDonald's. With On that, the dollar menu? With that, yeah. And mm-hmm. the, or you could substitute your McDouble for a uh, McChicken plane as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been running into a problem at my Taco Bell. You know, I go to the same the same Taco mm-hmm. Bell all the time. Get that Baja Blast. Yes. Okay. But here's the deal: for the past couple times that I've gone, I've ordered off of the value menu. Right? You say, "Hey, the the number eight, or the number nine, uh-huh. or the number two. Yeah. And it comes with like the Mexican pizza, the two t- Taco Supremes, and then the Baja Blast. Mm-hmm. And they've said, "Okay, well, we're not taking cash, so it's debit or credit card only." Mm-hmm. And our pop machine is down. What? I'm like, okay, well, no problem on the cash thing. I got my debit card. Um, but then when they, and I said, okay, I understand your pop machine's down, no Baja Blast. But then when they ring it up on the menu, it comes up with the same price. Oh, they're charging you for the drink. Yeah, even though I'm not getting it. And I've tried arguing, not arguing, but you I- You should argue I, with I was them. trying to be nice. I was like, hey, it came up that it's the same price- is the value what? menu, but I'm not getting the drink. And she said, yeah, that's the way we're ringing it up. And I said, well, no, it, <laughs> it shouldn't be the same price because I'm not getting the drink. Right. And she said, no, we rang it up separately, but I'm looking right at it. And then when I pull up to the window, they're still charging me the price with the pop. So Taco Bell is like stealing, and I guess not yeah. stealing because you're choosing to give it to them. But Well, at that point, I, I mean, I was locked in. You know, I couldn't leave the drive-through lane because it had curbs on every side. So you know, you, I'm going to sit there. I might as well get my food. You know who I have discovered quietly has arguably the fastest drive-through experience, and maybe it is just at the Brownsburg location. Yes, Kevin. Chick Fil A. Well, no. okay. Well, well, Chick. It's gotten faster for the amount of people that they. Yeah, have. I would say Chick Fil A based on the voluminous customer voluminous. List the, uh, the li- amount of li- people. The amount, yes, the the huge <laughs> amount of people who go to the Chick Fil A. I was trying to be voluminous. Voluminous. But what would be the what would be the next part? What would be the next part of the voluminous length list? Voluminous amount. Uh-huh. Is that would that be right? Is that you're you're the internationally educated Kevin? Would it Vol- be voluminous? Voluminous. But is it amount? Is that the word I'm looking for next? Volume. Yeah, volume. The, or yeah, amount. Oh, it's the same word. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The volume. Bo- yeah. <laughs> The amount of people that go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it's like George Bush, fool me once. Uh, the uh, They go pretty quick for the mm-hmm. amount of people and mm-hmm. the quality of food. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not speaking of the quality of food on this one, but the White Castle <laughs> is quietly, incredibly quick. <laughs> At, from the time you order to the time your food is... It, Are you talking about receiving your food or how quickly it goes no, through no, your system? No, no, look, it's not, it's not for me. I was not talking about myself. I have. I can proudly say since I was a small child, I have not eaten a White Castle in any shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. And then after what happened to these poor judges next to the Red Garter here recently, I, I was uh, been even more out. But I feel a little safer at the Brownsburg White Castle and picking up an order for someone... 
it was on multiple occasions incredibly fast. Hmm. Did you get a crave case? No, it was not that it was not that many and very reasonably priced too. I mean I'm But I'm, they're little. They're little sliders, yeah, right? Yeah. They should be cheaper. But today's your day for your cheese double cheeseburger. I may have to uh <laughs> now you're getting hungry, aren't you? Yeah, I think uh I think I'm in on that. Okay. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and uh, President Biden claiming that Americans are, quote, starting to feel a sense of optimism about the economy. Who? Who is he talking about? Let's take a listen. What I'm most excited about is people are starting to feel a sense of optimism as they see the impact of the achievements in their own lives. We were just getting excited about a 50 cent double cheeseburger. What? <laughs> what the achievement in their own lot? What? What is he even talking about? Uh, in reality, consumer confidence is falling. Over 60% of people say the economy is weak, and a majority say their financial situation is getting worse. So we have high inflation, high food, high gas prices, high utilities, everything else we buy. We're traveling less for the holidays to see our families. The amount of presents under the tree is getting smaller. Uh, and the consumer confidence index is at the lowest level it's been since July. Yeah. But according to our president, we're feeling a good sense of optimism. I, just, I don't even understand any of that, but that's the way most of the things with Joe Biden is I don't understand any of it. That's the way it goes. Hey, today is a National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, and all day long we've been featuring some clips of that famous speech because you probably know the beginning of it. Do you know any more of it? Let's see. When I assert that we will not only defend ourselves to the uttermost, but will make it very certain that this form of treachery shall never again endanger us. This really blew my mind. The fact that me, an overfed, long wait, head, wait. leaping gnome, should be the star of a Hollywood movie. That's my favorite part. You can go ahead now. Mm. <laughs> there I was. There I was. Elon Musk said that Wikipedia has a non-trivial left-wing bias. This is after no the kidding. Uh, encyclopedia site marked the article for the Twitter files for deletion. <laughs> Editors for the site wrote that the article is a nothing event about another nothing event. So it's a big nothing burger, huh? So Wikipedia, obviously that is, for those of you who don't know, I would assume everybody knows, but you, you never know. It's an online Essentially, I don't know if search engine is the right word, but mm -hmm. it's it, you, you, you go to that site, Wikipedia, and then whatever historical event or person you type in, there will be, you know, details on that event. And so, and it's done, help me, correct me if I'm wrong, but the public. It's user generated. User generated. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. And then it's supposed to be mm -hmm. cited, referenced. If something on there is ridiculous, like if you said, you know, Kevin McNamara was the uh, base was the base player in the Jimi Hendrix Experience. That would get <laughs> etched out because obviously you It'd can get flagged, and you, somebody would edit it properly. Kevin is the leader of Uno Gold, which you can find at Uno.Gold on Twitter on uh, Instagram band. So, but the point is, there's supposed to be some form of mm -hmm. oversight. However, Wikipedia as a company, as an entity, whatever you want to call it 
is very selective on what they permit to actually have a Wikipedia page. And we have seen on multiple occasions anything or anyone that operates against Democrats or for conservatives has been axed. Like I know it, the, uh, the women, um, the two women that I used to work with. The chicks. The chicks on the right. Yes, yeah. thank you. They have had trouble for years. People trying to start Wikipedia pages for them. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia's uh, asked them, said they weren't either whatever the thing was, newsworthy enough or whatever. So it is like hard in the conservative. There is a clear liberal bias on Wikipedia. And that's what Elon Musk is saying. He said that Wikipedia requires the citation of biased MSM sources to confirm claims. But it's not the first time that they've done this. You remember that this past summer. Wikipedia changed the definition of recession. <laughs> yes. So think about this. So what, what Wikipedia has said is Elon Musk releasing internal emails from Twitter showing that Twitter, there is no debate, there is no discussion. Nobody's come out and said, those aren't true. Those are doctored emails, whatever. Mm-hmm. That Twitter was in cahoots with Joe Biden's campaign mm-hmm. to alter the outcome of a presidential election, Wikipedia said, nah, that's not worthy enough to be listed. Well, the guy website. who, the guy, the co-founder of Wikipedia, his name is Larry Sanger, and he's even been saying, yeah, it's run by left-leaning editors and the site's no longer trustworthy. The guy, the founder, the guy who invented it said that it's no longer trustworthy. And speaking of Elon Musk, he did confirm that uh, he fired his general counsel, James Baker, for allegedly interfering in the publication of the Twitter files. How did he not know that James Baker was working for him? That's my question. Well, I think it's an example. Or did of, he know when, and just when, didn't know his involvement? When you take over a company of any size, for the most part, certainly one of that magnitude, you can't immediately remove everyone because somebody's got to work and you got to figure out who are yeah. the who are the worker bees, who are the manipulator bees, who are the troublemaker bees. And I think, you know, from the beginning, obviously, he got rid of people at the very tippy top mm-hmm. who he knew were bad actors. But I think as you go along, you give people a chance to to show their backside. And then I think that's where he was with with uh, Baker. Yeah, he accused him of playing a role of suppressing information important to public dialogue. And Matt uh, Taibbi, he's been teasing that another segment of Twitter files will be or Twitter files will be coming out they'll be released but it won't be under his account Matt, Matt Tybee is the guy who Elon Musk chose to he obviously retweeted said here mm-hmm. we go it was the guy who released the original set of Twitter files yeah but the next group is going to be with another reporter yeah. that he chose I wonder if he's just picking people randomly it's like like Willy Wonka right to win that one it's like winning the golden ticket I mean mm-hmm. think about the traffic on that dude's account well and so this next reporter is a female and she's even been posting wow it's been a busy weekend oh wow because she's getting ready to release whatever elon wants out there next so let's talk about walmart stores across the uh, country grappling with an uptick in shoplifting and this of course is going to mean higher prices for us the consumer well we had this conversation a couple weeks ago because we were talking about the self checkout mm-hmm. and the amount of somebody had stolen a colossal amount of money from a Walmart over time and they had done it through the self checkout self checkout yeah. but I say money I think I think it was items but yeah. and then we had had that conversation about is the self checkout it would appear that it would be creating an environment that while yes I don't have to have an employee 
to pay an employee to man the line so it is basically an expense i don't have am i losing more than that in terms of stolen merchandise and so is this a loss for my company not having the employee instead of a financial gain well walmart is saying that it's becoming a problem it's such an issue that they're going to be closing stores down they said and last month the cfo of target said shoplifting has jumped about 50 percent year over year leading to more than 400 million dollars in losses okay for target so this is a to steal a line from hammer and nigel am i terrible person so at the brownsburg walmart there is a very sweet elderly old man who is like in front of the when you when you leave the walmart after Mm -hmm. you bought your item and then you're leaving in front of the carts and he wishes you a good happy day yeah i every time i walk past this guy and he's so nice and he's so pleasant and i enjoy conversing with him but i'm thinking i could literally have a entire bicycle in my hand and this guy would not see it much less if i am stealing (laughs) smaller based items like so the question is, and I, I love that they want to employ the elderly and, mm-hmm. and keep people working, and I think that's great, but what good is this guy in terms of a line of defense against theft mm-hmm. in this store? I don't really think that he's there to give a line of defense, yeah. but other than just to show a presence that he could shout something. What? And, yeah, he's And, and bring other people he around. Can't, he can't see his hand in front of his face. What's he going to see that I'm stealing? <laughs> I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm saying if the goal is, hey, we can't have people man these registers because there's too much cost, mm-hmm. but yet we're throwing that guy's money at, there to at, say, at, have at a good this day. Guy, this guy is not preventing anything. Well, did you hear about the guy in the Home Depot? <laughs> uh, just like that situation, somebody came in and started stealing snow blowers or power washers or something. He got killed. Yeah, and he and the and the guy working at Home Depot is 83 years old and the the thief knocked him over and he ended up passing away 2 weeks later. Yeah. So somewhat of a similar situation of what you're talking about. It's almost a risk in a way, but yeah. these retailers are now saying that they're having to staff up. So not only do they have to staff and supply the product in the store, but now they have to increase security presence and that's all costing us money. Is, so is, the, is this the thing where it's become too cute by half in the sense of it would seem to me, and look, I had a neighbor years ago who worked at Walmart. He was in the lawn and garden department. And every time I would see him, this neighbor was like the smartest guy on every topic that ever lived. Actually, the guy I ended up buying my house from, uh, his his wife, he has since passed away. But he would always, uh, he was the smartest guy on every single topic, no matter what it was. And I'd always see him at the Walmart and I'd always say, hey, so-and-so, how's it going? Mm-hmm. And he would always have a problem with the Walmart. And I always used to go home and <laughs> chuckle that, yeah, they're only freaking Walmart. They clearly need your advice on how to run their company. They haven't thought through any of the problems that you have identified. Mm-hmm. And you are the first person in the history of Walmart, arguably the largest, most important corporation in the entire country to figure this out. My point is, though, is this an example of getting too cute by half in the sense of we're going to save all this money on not having people work the the registers, the registers yeah. but yet wouldn't the most efficient thing perhaps be and i'm sure there's a reason they haven't done this because again unlike my neighbor i'm recognizing this is walmart and they've thought of everything or you rope off the exit points of the store other than people have to go through the cash 
registers. Right? I think Menards is like that. Yeah, I mean, they it would. Say, you have to go through the turnstile to get in. It and would, then if, you you're, have to, if you're having to pay security and more people to be there mm-hmm. anyway, wouldn't it just be easier to go back to the old fashioned way and say one way in, one way out, everything else roped off? You got to go through the cash register in order to get out. And that would seem to me to prevent a large amount of at least major theft items. Did you see the video of what happened in that Apple store? I think that was in California where the guy came in and he just started stealing phones off the counter and the store was packed. Yes. And you can hear somebody say, just let him go. Yeah. Don't try to interfere. Don't get yourself hurt. Just let him take what he needs. And off he went. Because I'm thinking legitimately, if I put my mind to it, no, I, of course, would not do this because I'm a law-abiding citizen. Mm-hmm. But in at that Walmart, if I got one of those bicycles <laughs> and I just walked out with it. You ride it out? I think I could probably get out of that store. Now, obviously, would they notice a bicycle's missing and they have cameras and they would <clears throat> maybe catch you eventually mm-hmm. and they might say, wow, that's local celebrity Rob Kendall. Someone should go to his house and get that bicycle. Yeah. Uh, but the point is you could get out of the store if you were a no-name person who lived out of the area or whatever. I do not think it would be that hard to get out of the local Walmart with a bicycle. No, it probably wouldn't, but it would not be the right thing to well, do. Well, I know that, Casey. That's why I said I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, would, would, okay, follow-up question. Would this work as a defense if I got caught? I'm doing this for a radio bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> Definitely not this show. But it's it's coming down to when you defund the police, this is what happens. When you have soft on crime policies, this is what happened. California just raised the threshold, so theft under $1,000 is now only a misdemeanor rather than a felony and some economists are predicting that there could now be this is a good one you're gonna love this one rob kendall a theft tax on goods sure of course so you got your sales tax and now it's making people consider a theft tax you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc and every time it rains, it rains. Panthers from heaven. Don't you know each cloud contains Panthers from heaven? Hey, pennies from heaven. Kind of appropriate because we're going to talk about religion. Americans with no religious affiliation or belief skew heavily towards the Democrat Party in their voting. And this is according to a new report from the Associated Press. It is 1147 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. That doesn't really surprise me too much that people who say they don't have a God would vote more towards the Democratic side than the Republican side of things. Well, yeah, because look, the Democrat voter is about them, right? It is about confiscation of other people's stuff to benefit either themselves or causes that they agree with. And if you don't have a belief in a higher power, then you are much more apt, I would think, to be more invested in the now, the here, the materialistic thing that benefits you. So this uh, recent poll said that the U.S. midterm elections, self-identified religious nons, is what they called it, voted for Democrat House candidates by a two-to-one margin over Republicans. And was it was it Nancy Pelosi or... Uh, Kamala Harris, who said you don't have to abandon your religion to get an abortion. Right. Yeah, I believe that was Kamala. Yeah. I mean, that just kind of goes to the point there, right? If if you're truly entrenched in your religion, you would not say anything even close to that. And look, we, we are seeing this more and more in our society, not just that people are 
uh, not believers, but they are outwardly hostile to people who are believers. We'll even see it in our YouTube chat sometimes. Like when we have Micah on, Mm -hmm. people get vicious that he is on there and speaking about God and speaking about truth and speaking about the Lord. And it will continue long after Micah has segment has ended, Mm -hmm. the people are on there and there is an hour that is an outward hostility. And we see it a lot to people even hearing the gospel or the idea of Jesus Christ. And that is a really scary thing in our society because America, look, America is special because it was blessed by God from its inception. America is the big bang of human interaction. I always call it the big bang of government, right? When you had all of these incredibly brilliant people together at the same time, uniting around a common cause, and the, you call it luck, it was d- clearly divine intervention, but l- luck, if you're a non-believer, of all the things that had to go right, right? If you were doing a sports betting tournament, it was a parlay, it'd be about a 34-leg parlay that had to go right, and you'd have to hit every single one of them, in terms for America to be founded and be created and exist as a country, how you could look at that alone and not be a believer is absolutely 100% beyond me. Well, it even predates the founding fathers. Jamestown, founded by right. Pur- Puritans right. who wanted religious freedom. And that's why they came here. Yeah, I mean, the idea that these people are going to get on these rickety boats mm-hmm. and sail across the Atlantic Ocean. And most of them died. Right. Uh, so, but we are seeing more and more hostility, just outward hostility, not only in terms of the way people treat outwardly devout, uh, and for the most part, it, it is just the Christian religion, um, outwardly, people who are outwardly Christian, but we are seeing now in voting trends too, mm-hmm. people punishing others who are outwardly Christian or have outwardly Christian um Beliefs. Look, we have seen it time and again where uh, there are people who will not vote for pro-life candidates. They absolutely will not vote for any, even if they agree on everything else. Well, if you are pro-life, I'm out. So you're telling me, someone who you agree with maybe on the size and scope of government, you agree with them on tax policy, that you agree with them on infrastructure, all of these things that actually make your, your life better. And you, even as a person who does not intend to have an abortion or will ever have an abortion, would vote against someone because of their view protecting the sanctity of life. Man, there's some evil and wicked at play in that. There is some evil and wicked at play in people who lust after sucking the brains out of defenseless fetuses. And I think that is part, a bigger part of an adverse reaction towards spirituality. So in the 2020 presidential election, Biden got 72% of the non-religious voters and Trump only took 25% of that demographic. And 29% of U.S. adults identify as nons, which is atheist, agnostic, nothing in particular. And that has jumped by 10% over the past 10 years. So it's a group that is growing. There's something... Not something. There's there's many things that are very, to me, would be very uh, lonely and miserable about the idea that you believe that at some point you will just cease to exist and that is the end of your existence. 
like and there is and i've always found it something also and the older i get the more i believe in this there is some level of arrogance and narcissism to believe you are the in power on you right like i am so great that i am the in power on me like the idea of my conception the life that i live that all of that just happens in a like a vacuum and an accident I mean, it is just unbelievable to me that people can do that. Now, I respect your right to do it. I don't agree with it, but unlike other people, I'm not outwardly hostile to people who don't share my belief system. But man, I've and the older I get, the more and more I believe into that. That the there is just that just seems like a very miserable and lonely existence to believe that at some point in your life you are going to close your eyes and that is going to be it. And what was all of this here really about? So let's talk about President Biden. He was at a uh, he was in Phoenix. And while he was there, he said the factory is a result of his economic policies. And then he tried to use some self-deprecating humor and it really didn't go off very well. I don't know if any of you have any seats, but if you have a seat, please take them. (laughs) I once said that when I first became president and they said Biden is so slow, he doesn't realize there are no seats out here. Anyway, it's one thing to be self-deprecating, and we all appreciate that. We do that here all the time. Mm-hmm. But there's another thing to be making fun of yourself in the sense of, oh, this person has no idea what's going on, when multiple times a week, as the leader of our nation and the leader of the U.S. military and the guy with the nuclear codes, you appear to be confused mm-hmm. about where you are or who you are or what's going on or words you can't say. I mean, there I, nobody loves someone being more self-deprecating than me, but th- that is not the right play in a room where the perception amongst many Americans, majority Americans, is you're not all there. Right. When people are questioning, you shouldn't be making jokes like that. It makes us feel less confident about him. And can he endure a fourth presidential campaign? I mean, he's going to be 82 when it finally happens. His term won't end until 2028 if he were to win. And at that point, he would be 86 years old. The life expectancy of an American male is now 77. So he would already outlive the U.S. expectancy by a full decade. And he's not articulating himself well. So what is this going to look like in six years? And I used to think is that, that who would, you want leading? Well, I, I used to think that would totally prohibit him from running. But clearly, we have a United States senator who opened his campaign debate with uh, "Hi, good night, everybody." Yeah. So and, I, and it I, didn't hurt him. All the standards are out the window, except for you, our audience. We hold you to the highest standards. Thank you, Rob. Good job, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.